In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. My brother, witness there is no God but Allah. Muhammad is his messenger. I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. Today we're going to finish up with part two of I'm better than you. From the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, man, if y'all if y'all missed part one, please make sure you go back and listen to part one, um, because there was a lot of great takeaways from that. Uh, if you didn't listen to the feedback, make sure you go to www.thepowercall.net and check out the feedback, because the feedback was great as well. Pretty good takeaways. So let's go ahead and get started with part two so we can finish up today. If you're on for your first time, uh, I don't know how many of y'all accepted the challenge. No pun intended. I don't know how many of y'all accepted the challenge to bring one new person on this morning. So let's see. If you are new to the power call this morning, go ahead and press the number one in the comment section. Go ahead and press the number one. If you're new on the power call this morning, it's your first time somebody invited you on, go ahead and press the number one. Three, two, one. All right. Uh-oh, we got Junior Elohim. Shout out to Junior Elohim. Welcome to the power call. Thank you for being on this morning. All right. We got some fishing to do. David A. King on the Facebook side. Okay, okay. Well, we look forward to your feedback, Brother Junior Elohim. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Black ones and white ones. One messed up with an inferior mind, the other messed up with a superior mind. And that's the way the world goes. And if you look in Africa, our African brothers and sisters are sick with black inferiority. They got bleaching creams that they sell in Africa to whiten up your skin. As beautiful as our brother Michael Jackson is. Great talent, gifted man. Want to be white. String up your head. Make your nose real tight. Spin your lips out. Come on, fix your jaw. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm really not trying to be funny. <laughs> what I'm suggesting to you, <laughs> beloved, that we are so messed up with this unwritten religion that when we read the Quran, even though we're Muslims, white Arabs can make us their religious slaves. That's right. So we become Muslims and we imitate them. Right. All of a sudden now, we Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You gotta speak now 
you were born in some other country. Then when you talk, you gotta speak Arabic when you know can't nobody understand what you think. You're trying to impress people, and underneath that you're saying, I ain't a nigga. Sick Muslim. Black Baptist, black Christian. Get around the white Christian and the white Baptist, and you melt, your knees go to shit. Therefore, Jimmy Swaggart is a better preacher in your mind than Reverend Harvey. Huh? No, not really. Not at all. But to many sick people, to many sick people mentally, they don't think that the black preacher is equal to the white. Therefore, when you speak the word of God, they ask you, well, where did you get that from? What school of theology did you matriculate from? In other words, what white man taught you that? And if it came from the spirit of God in you, oh, God don't talk to niggas. Now I'm going to close this down. Listen to this. The Bible said the first Adam was made from the dust of the ground. But the second Adam was made of a quickening spirit. I want you to hear me well. Jesus was being described in the book of Daniel and in the book of Revelations. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down. All right. And the Ancient of Days did sit. He had hair like lamb's wool. And he had feet like brass burned in an oven. His eyes were like flaming coals because he's coming up the Ancient of Days is coming up from a terrible oppression. And I saw the lamb. He looked as though he had been slain from the foundation of the world. What did he look like? He had hair. Not like that. He had hair. Like lamb's wool. And he had feet. Like burnished brass. Y'all all right? Bear with me now. I'm at the end. In the Quran, God is making an Adam. And he says, I am going to make a man from black mud fashioned into shape. And oh no, black mud. He said to the angels, bow down. And all the angels bowed down except one who was big with pride. He refused and he said, I cannot bow down to what you have made of black mud. 
into shape. Now, dear beloved, as we can close this out, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a black man that we didn't understand, a black man whom I had the privilege of meeting 33 years ago, a black man who taught me, a black man who nurtured me, a black man who gave me a good example to live up to. Listen, listen. He said to us, who is the original man? And we answered, the original man is the Asiatic black man, the owner, the maker, the cream of the planet Earth, the God of the universe. See, white people can't play the skin game with those of us who are in the light of knowledge today because we know that white is not natural. Even though God takes the credit in the Quran and all credit belongs to him, he created us in all these hues, he said. But nevertheless, white is a new color on our earth. If there were no black man, there could be no white man. And if the white man was first, we never could have come because it is a mathematical, biological, genetic impossibility for two white people to produce black children.
See, this is why Jesse strikes such a chord when he says he's running for president. And white folks say, he sounds intelligent. Don't come in, he is intelligent. One mind says, he's saying all the right things. He's good for America. But the other mind says, I can't bow down. So this that God made of black mud, a new Adam, bringing in a new world. It's the black man coming up, bringing in a new world. He comes up with lamb's wool, with his eyes, flaming cold. And he looks like he has been slain from the foundation of the world. But he comes. And others are saying, I, I, I just can't. is made of black mud, fashioned into shape. Harold Washington, our man Chicago, not a high brown with straight nose and thin lips so that the white man could say, oh, the reason he's so great because you can see I am in him. But this was a black man <laughs> with thick lips and big nose and kinky hair who came up and defied the odds and became the mayor of the most racist city in America. He lies dead tonight. <laughs> hmm. But what he said in motion cannot be denied. The 29 whites would not bow to that which is made of black blood, fashioned into shape. I said, I refuse. So with his skill, his political savvy, he had Chicago redistricted. He went into the courts and won. And then he brought Hispanics into the process and more blacks into the process. And then he became the majority, the ruler, not in name, but in fact. And then he swept out of power those that had opposed him, and he put his people in. He was on the verge of something great, and he died.
king's life right in front of our eyes and relegated him to a dreamer rather than showing you the evolution of that man's mind in 1968 when he died he was five years beyond what he said in 1963 but they want you to see him only as a dreamer and not the thinker we have to put our things in place we have to have our own doctors of forensic medicine and our own people and say fine he died and seal off his apartment and take every bottle out of his medicine cabinet and check it why do we do this don't you trust us historically we cannot trust you but we have to report to the black community that he died as you said he died. We cannot trust your word. You took his body from the hospital to the coroner's office. Who was the coroner? What was the process? Who was there from our community that could come back and tell us that the coroner's finding was right and exact? Look, beloved, I didn't mention economics at all. I, I talked on spiritual things, and I hope that you will forgive me if you came to hear the economic message. Just invite me to come back again. But tonight, I love Reverend Howard, and I love this church, and I love all of us who struggle to teach our people. I'm not anti this, but what I'm trying to get Reverend to see, and myself and Muslims to see, is this deep-seated inferior feeling that colors our view of religion, our view of the world, and how we relate to ourselves and to one another and the world. God has to destroy the white mentality and the black mentality, and God has to produce a new mind in us. And this is why Paul again says, Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Huh? of God's will and intention. The old man is the one for whom the lower underworld woke up for him and he became a material man and his spiritual self died. The power of God in him died. And this is what is meant, Reverend, by the resurrection of the dead. It is not talking about somebody in the cemetery when Gabriel blows his horn, they're going to get up and start flying away. No, 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 no. When you put them in the ground, the ground destroys the body. There's nothing left for that to rise from 
what is you and me and humanity that must rise from the grave of ignorance, from the death of the spirit, so that when the trumpet is blown, the God within will be fed by the pure word of God, not a word contaminated. Oh, please listen. With racist ideas, with a sick mind produced by reverse racism. No, no, no. The resurrection is accomplished when the word of God is properly spoken and it touches the essence of God within and it quickens you to life spiritually and the path of growth and ascension to God begins. You begin coming up out of your shallow grave and every round you go higher and higher with every bit of knowledge you take on a greater degree and you begin to get up with wings. Wings don't mean wings. Wings mean power. And when you open a book and look at an open book, it looks like wings. Because it's the book of knowledge that gives you the wings of power that will allow you to be lifted up like my sister sang the song. Lift us up where we belong. Where the eagles fly. See, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. What was he talking about? This Jesus was a human being born of a woman. He came through the vicissitudes of life. He conquered the forces of death and he ascended. Didn't mean he was seen flying. <laughs> the first astronaut, the man grew in knowledge, in wisdom, and power until he ascended to the right hand of God, meaning he became the expression of God's will and executed power. As the scripture said that Jesus, he put everything under him but he himself, meaning he had power over the sun, the moon, the star, the wind, the rain. He had power over nature because that's the destiny of man to become God in this sphere, reflecting the originator of the heavens and the earth. And that is what you are called to do today. I have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the minds. I have chosen the base things to confound and to bring down the things that are high and mighty. I have chosen the weak things huh? to bring the strong down. I have chosen that which is brought to naught to bring to naught the things which are meaning I've chosen these black people yeah. who are nothing Mama. and yet they will bring down those who think they're something by my permission. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in us. Yeah. I thank God for the honorable Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> I thank Allah for the man that taught me 
You see, he came unto his own. But his own received him not because they were looking to receive a blessing. And the light shined in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. A man was in our midst and we didn't know who he was. Sweet little Jesus boy, born in a manger. Sweet little Jesus boy, just didn't know who he was. Jesus would have passed out of the world unknown yeah. if it were not for the preaching of Paul. Ah. Somebody God gave to Jesus to make him known. Yes, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad would be written out of history. Right. They had attempted it and it was on the way to being done. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But we rose up right. to proclaim him and to defend him and to make And today, Elijah Muhammad is being lifted up again. And I say this to you as I leave you, brothers and sisters. The Jesus you've been looking for is not the Jesus that was here 2,000 years ago. The Jesus you've been looking for is going to come right out of you. He will be a black man like yourself. And when he your eyes will come open. Your ears will come open. The knot in your tongue will be removed. He will raise you from the dead. Huh? He will cleanse your leprosy and your withered hand that will not work for self or defend self. You need that kind of Jesus. And I humbly say to you, I met that man. I was taught by that man. I am not that man, but I know that man. And because I know that man and have been taught by that man, I stand in America bold and free. I go where I want to go, say what I want to say, and the devil shut their mouths because they know that in the mouth of a lamb is going out now a twig sword. They're afraid of my mouth. But the Bible tells you, I baptize you with water today, but when he comes, he'll baptize you with fire. The fire of the Spirit of God himself. I don't have to study on what I'm going to say. I've been the most repudiated black man in the history of America. The president condemned me. The Senate condemned me. Black leaders condemned me. The Jews come out after me. <laughs> it's all right. They come out after me, and I come out after them, and it looks like they are on the run, not me. I bear witness that he has that power. 
And I'm saying to you black brothers and sisters, stand up on your feet like men and women. Don't hold your head hung down. Don't walk out of here because you're too dark, your hair too nappy. Nose too broad, lips too thick, think you're not God's child. I beg your pardon. When you look in the mirror and look at your black face, say, ah, I'm the original. When you look at yourself, tell the world, you're the father and the mother of everything that lives. And that's why Moses told Israel, you better honor your mother and father that your days may be long. And since they dishonored their father and their mother, they're being cut off yeah. all over the earth. Yeah. It's your time. Your time. You can do whatever you will. Brother in business, keep on doing it. You that wish to set up stores to serve your people, go and do it in the name of God. God is with you today. Nothing can stop you if you get that old inferior mind out of your way and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you understand the religion that you preach and activate yourself in it, you've got the right gospel, you just don't have the right understanding. So I don't come here tonight as a Muslim separated from Christians. We are brothers. Not letting labels divide us. We are brothers. We are friends. The church and the mosque are one if we preach the truth. Be resurrected, brother. Get on up from where you are. Come up out of the mud. Cut this selling and using of drugs. Cut it up. You don't need that junk to be high. Come on up with the truth in your high all the time. Disrespect your woman because through her she will bring in little saviors, little messiahs that will take the world to greater and greater heights. Respect your woman, honor your woman, leave the white woman alone. The whole world is going to hell in a basket. And you got all this truth in it hidden under a bushel basket of argument and confrontation and, and dislike and hatred of one another. You should be ashamed of yourself. Christians on one corner fighting a Christian on the next corner. You should be ashamed of yourself. Is Christ divided? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. God is one. Can't we be one? May God bless you. May God keep you. Thank you all for the honor that you have shown me tonight just by being here. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank the sponsors of this enough because I just wanted to come to Cincinnati. I really love this city. And there's some beautiful black folks in this city. Will you do me this favor? We'll consider tonight 
Part one. from now. Jasper Williams, I was with him and he asked me, do Muslims believe in Jesus? And I told him, sure we believe in Jesus. He said, you all believe in Jesus? I said, yes. And I opened the Quran and showed him where in the Quran we talk about Jesus, the son of Mary, the Messiah. He said, you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? I said, it's right in the book. He said, I got to have that book. And I gave him my holy Quran. And I would like to give my brother. Where's some of the products? You know, we made some products, brothers and sisters. They, they would never forgive me if I didn't do this, you know what I mean? The lecture's over, but I got to tell you this. You know, what we did, we decided we got to produce what we consume to try and attract some money and keep it in our own community so we can build up a treasure that will allow us to build institutions that perpetuate our own beliefs. You see, we've got to have our own schools. We've got to have our own hospitals. We have got to set up our own factories and farms to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, shelter ourselves. We've got to get up from the foot of the white man and show the world that we are worthy of respect. And so what we did, we made an herbal essence shampoo. Looks a little raggedy, but... Thank you. And uh, it's really a lovely shampoo. <laughs> and what we're doing, we are trying to create a marketing organization that will be the most powerful marketing organization in America to bypass the traditional outlets that black producers use. Because white folks become the middleman. And once we put our thing in their distribution network, they can enhance it or they can crush it. The reason why Mr. Johnson wouldn't make these products for us is because 60% of his distribution is controlled by members of the Jewish community. And when they heard that Mr. Johnson was going to make this product for us, they said, Mr. Johnson, if you have anything to do with Farrakhan, we will take your product off the shelves and we will not distribute your product. So all the black manufacturers back down. So we had to go and do it 
ourselves. Mr. Gaddafi, Mr. Gaddafi loaned us two years ago a $5 million interest-free loan to get these products started. I put the money in a black bank. Could have gotten more interest for it in a white bank. But I wanted to show support for our people. The white folks put so much pressure on the black banker. He came to my office and begged me to take the money out of his bank. Isn't that pitiful? I said to myself, what a cowardly people. So therefore, we can't trust you, even with all your knowledge, if you're going to be a little old coward. You don't want to stand up and fight. Then you ought to be a damn slave. You deserve to be a slave. So we said, damn is not a bad word. It means you are damn. And that's what keeps you in hell, because you are the damned. <laughs> now you ought to try this. It is really a good product. And naturally, if you're going you know, to fix it up, you've got to throw a little conditioner in there too. You know, get it really soft and manageable. You know, sometimes our stuff is not so manageable. You got a condition. And that's the way you are. Very hard to manage. That's why God is beating the hell out of you to get you conditioned. Oh, yes! You're getting whooped from God. He's lashing you to get you ready to be a little bit more submissive. Because the scripture says, except you become as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. We're too stayed in the ways of the world. We don't want to change. So God has to spank us to sort of soften us up. You understand? Now listen. You know when you work hard? Or just hang out hard? You develop a lot of power in the wrong places. Under the arm, you understand? And I mean, some, some of you trying your wings out, trying to fly away, and you make people die away. <laughs> so what you need is some of this clean and fresh, roll on the over and just hit it a few times. Of course, wash first. <laughs> hit it a few times. And you smell better. Jesus said, wash and be clean. Here's a lovely shower and bath liquid soap. Just a little dab in your hand, on your rag. Soap yourself all over. Come out clean and fresh. <laughs> and look here, I got to say this. And listen to me carefully. Don't be mad with me. Don't be mad. This is a hairdress and conditioner. I use this myself. See, I, I put it on my head, and I don't have to, you know, squeeze my brains out. <laughs> to try to get it looking right. Now, I know y'all like these curls. 
And that's why y'all dance so far away from each other, you know what I mean? When I was coming up, we used to dance kind of close. Yeah. But you all dance way off, you know? Because if we get too close, you see, your curls with all that grease on it, you know what I mean? Run all down on her dress, you know? But let me tell you something. If you can spend $30, $50 on top of your head, straightening out the unstraightened one, why don't you spend a little time and money putting something on the inside of your head? Because that's what needs to be straightened. But I don't like people laughing at our people. You walk in the street with a bag on your head. Rollers in your head. Frill. We don't know what we're looking at. She under the dryer, you under the dryer. She got rollers in her head, you got rollers in your head. She got a bag on her head, you got a bag on to be a woman if one is by nature a man. Now please don't tell us there's a woman inside of you trying to get out. We ain't buying that. Man, that's Satan. Twisting your mind 
really want to, you know, and I, I'm just in this man's body, but God made some mistake, you know what I mean? And put me in this man's body, and I've been trying to get out for a long time. Now I done found myself, I done come out of the closet, honey, and I'm out now. Now listen, you cut that out. <laughs> you ain't no woman in a man's body. You're a man through and through that never met a man to bring out the When you get exposed to who and what you are and try to be yourself, you'll be a happy man. Poor sisters having such bad experience, they want to be men now, some of them. See them looking all hard and mean? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You think feminine, you start looking that way. You think masculine, so so. They all hard woman. Now you ought to stop that stuff. See, a woman will go around with you. Till she's meeting the real thing. And if she's meeting the real thing, your days of playing man is over. You, you, you are the man. So look, let's get it together. God wants you to be a woman, and it takes a man to help you to be a woman. God wants us to be men, it takes God to help us to be men, and a woman to help bring it out. today if it were not for my wife. She's a beautiful woman. A beautiful woman. She helps me and has helped me put up with my foolishness to help me grow up. And I thank Allah for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad who taught my wife how not to kill the budding man that was growing in me. She really nurtured me. I got nine children. And I have either 19 or 20 grandchildren. They come in so fast. I, I, I lost count. Uh, do I look all right? Do you know why? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us how to eat, to live. I better leave now. So on your way out tonight, listen, you can get the tape of tonight's lecture. Now it's early. I know you got to go to work tomorrow. But it's early. I want you to get that tape, take it home, play it. Get your friends around, play it. Let's listen to what brother's saying and stop the tape and talk. Then put it back on, stop it and talk. And you'll find the next time I come back, can I come back in a month? Yeah. Yeah.
Because Santa Claus don't have nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. Do you hear me? Making the merchant rich don't have anything to do with Jesus. You ain't got the money, don't spend what you don't have. If you want to give your family something, buy a dinner. Make a beautiful dinner. Sit around the table and give each other the best thing you got which is the love that God put in you for yourself and for one another. Give it freely to each other. Huh? Of course, if you can afford to give a gift, that's all right. But when you know as we know, you refuse to make the white man rich on the basis of a lie. One month from now, I wish the sponsoring organizations would set the calendar and call me and let me know what date is feasible. And I like the crowd. I mean, there's people all in the back, all around the side. Isn't that beautiful? Watching this on closed circuit television. They got another room as big as this, as filled as this. And this other room where people are just standing. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, praise the So, can I ask you a question? How many of you here tonight, after listening to your brother, believe that what you heard talk tonight, that it is the truth and good for us as a people? Would you just raise your hand? Do I sound like a man that's filled with hate? Do I sound like a man who's an anti-Semite? Brother said he's distinguishing between truth and falsehood. And that's right. That's exactly what we do. I pray that God will bless our pastor and bless this church and bless all of you who are here within it and I pray that God will keep us and protect us from the forces that are there to destroy us and the next time I come I want to see many of the youth now the average age here tonight is 25, 30 years old. And that's wonderful. But if we miss the young people, we've missed it all. Now next time I come, believe me, you bring me our teenagers. You know, I want to talk to you about what makes the teenager the way he and she is. It's a powerful generation. You know that they're not taking no stuff from nobody? Even you? You want to know why they're like that? Come back next time. I just, I have to go. But God, you are so beautiful. Man, and I've been teaching all day long. Jumped on a plane, got off the plane, and ran here tonight. I said, Allah, please give me enough strength just to 
come through this evening. And I thank him that he did. And I want to say to the minister of Roland and Cleveland, I want to. All right. <clears throat> I've seen some of you guys saying that you couldn't hear. Oh, my Lord, Brother Wesley. Is Brother Wesley here? Yes, sir. Can you do I got to go get this charge. This bad. Y'all was finna get blank. This thing is on 4%. So can you call on the number ones? I got to go get yes, the, run and get this charger. Yes, sir. Hi, Salam Alaikum family. Uh, if you would like to give feedback, uh, let me get my, there we go. Got my camera up here. Uh, definitely drop a number one. This was part two of Am I Better Than You? And it looks like the first person we have is Brother Daniel. Go ahead, brother. Let me make sure you can unmute yourself. Give me one moment. Okay, you should be good now. Yes, sir. Thank you, great brother. Um, what uh, stuck out to your brother this morning in this part two was the minister stressing of the inferior mind that was put in us under the rule of white supremacy. Um, I know from my studies that we don't give the white man total credit for what was in us in the beginning, which is that brown germ, but he was used to exploit it, magnify it, and absolutely make it the, the standard or impetus of our life so that stood out to me because it made me really reflect on my 26 years in the nation and how I used to fight that brown germ with the teachers, but I was more so trying to act like it didn't exist. I was more so trying to ignore it, retreat from it, and fight it with just positive affirmations. And I realized that that wasn't good enough. It wasn't until I decided to go to war with that mindset with the teachers and take on a practice along with the theory that I really began to fight that negative mindset, that inferiority complex, that mud that Allah fashioned us or is fashioning us out of. So... I had to admit that it exists. I had to acknowledge that there's a part of me that is low in self-esteem, that's ailing, that's hurting, that's insecure, and all of these things. And really, that's the part that brought me into the nation because I didn't come to the nation because I was already where I thought I wanted to be. It was that feeling of rejection, despise and rejection that brought me in. So it didn't do me no good to play like it didn't exist because that's a no one, the truth of self is a part of me. Acknowledge that and begin to really go to war with it, with the teachings and be more submissive, then I gain a better power, control and defeat over that part. And especially when a minister introduced Dianetics. That was an engram I was carrying for like 40 plus years. And I was in a teacher's for at least 17, 18 years, but that engram didn't go away until I really acknowledged it, did the Dianetics, 
and continued to practice and study, then eventually it just vanished. It just disappeared. And it reminded me of the scriptures when it said they should be changed in the twinkling of an eye. So what I really got out of it is, is just that that inferiority complex, it must not be ignored or act like it don't exist because we have to accept the truth of who we are and that is the only way that we can really defeat those aspects of ourselves that's holding us down. Thank you. Oh, praise is due to Allah. Thank you, brother. Uh, Sister Farah, and actually, Sister Farah, before you go ahead, uh, I think Brother Ben was speaking on this as well. We did have a few audio issues on the Zoom side, but the replay will be good. Um, I checked that out on YouTube as well. Typically, when the, the clapping and the audience is doing a lot, when the minister is speaking, Zoom kind of backs out that back uh, background noise. So if you, you missed anything, you'll be able to hear it on the replay, just so everyone is aware of that. Uh, Sister Farah, go ahead. All right. Assalamualaikum. Um, I apologize in advance for noise. Yeah, I might hear in the background. Um, so basically what stood out to me was when he was speaking on um he said white uh speaking of white people is a new color, you know, on our earth. There are new people on our earth. And they, you know, though they treat us they, they treat us as if we are the new being. And um, yeah, we're new to them. Uh, this whole earth is new to them, um, but not to us. You know, they are the babies, but they, um, they're they babies that rid us of the knowledge of who we are. You know, so we've been trying to learn um, from a people about ourselves who are new to the knowledge and of the universe. You know, we've been trying to learn from a people who don't want us to know who we truly are. Um, they want they want to um, keep us ignorant. So that's exactly what they've been they've been doing. They know who we are, but they don't want us to know that. Um, which is why it was necessary for Allah God to come Himself in person um, to expose Satan and expose the truth of who He is. And who we are, because that's um, that's our biggest weapon, really, against the enemy, the great deceiver, is um, truth. We heard truth, that falsehood, until it knocks out its brains. <laughs> um, because it's our ignorance that keeps him in power. Um, the more of us that wake up, the less we give the enemy. Um, the more he loses until eventually you know, he'll have nothing. Um you know, we're the ones keeping them in power. Their time been up. <laughs> um, if white people came first, we would never be here. Uh, the minister spoke on how we, we come out in all these different hues, you know, that, that white people could never produce. So the proof is all around us <laughs> um, that these teachings is the truth. Um, we are the original people of the earth, the truth seed of God. We are his firstborn, the minister said. And that's why we're so masterful in everything we do. You know, we're not black because we're worse. We're black because we're first. And the minister said something like uh, this as well. Um, he was saying that um, what you see all around you are proofs of God and his existence. He said something like that. Um, and it's slowly bringing us back to our original nature. That's all I had. Wow, alaikum salam. Thank you, sister. Sister Trapetta. 
Uh, good morning, family. Um, as well, I got some background noise from the yard work. Um, so always, whenever I hear from the minister, I I just I love his teacher. He's he's a great teacher. Um, he is the communication in which he he really bestows on us is not to be taken lightly. Um, so what what stood out to me today was how he shared about the scriptures, how the Bible when it's opened up it looks like wings. I'm a visual person. I love to have visuals. So him to share that just opening the Bible is wings and and know when we're reading the word of God, we're being lifted up. So it all really like ties together. And I just want to make sure I encourage everyone from, again, what he shared. And when it comes to the scriptures and this spiritual warfare that we're in, no matter what, this earth, again, belongs to Satan. God gave this to him. Leave it as it is, what it is. He was hurtled down and he's here for a, a short amount of time. So for us to be encouraged and know that you can we should be digging into ourselves, that inner man, the one that is for what is right, which is obeying God, which makes you into the right religion. So I just wanted to share that. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, my sister. Um, again, if you would like to share, drop a number one in the chat um, and we'll bring you on up. I definitely appreciate the takeaways. And also, if you're uncomfortable sharing, you also have the power call testimonial section where you can write your testimonial or takeaways that you receive from the lecture. And I encourage us to catch the replays. Go back and look at the replays, because as we experience things, there's there's more that's going to be lifted up out of these lectures and in these teachings that may not have hit you at the time when you first heard it, uh, but you may have experienced something over the time and then now you you listen to a new lecture and it, it's almost like it's a brand new lecture to you as well. So just keep that in mind um, as well. I'll say as well, while we wait on another uh, one, one thing that stuck out to me as well is that the minister was asked to speak at this church. Two things, really. He was asked to speak at this church about economics. He it was on, it was compelled to him to speak on the spiritual aspect that we need to be addressed, which for me, that is big, um, you know, and growing it in business and things like that as well. You can't forget or miss out on the personal development or the spiritual development aspect of life because you can develop economically. But if you're not spiritually secure, if you have no basis, you will find that the economics will leave you just as fast as you receive them. So it's so important to have that spiritual side. And and I appreciate the minister saying that. He's, I know that's why I was called here, but I, I'm here to say this. And, and and it can see we can see from the experience of those in the audience how they really enjoyed that spiritual aspect, even though they may have showed up for the economic side. And also, I appreciate the minister pointing out the you know the image that was in the church of that that white Jesus and and how that needs to be brought to our attention. And even in in today's time, it's still there in many churches. You still will see that image of Jesus being depicted as white. Um, as well. So just, I appreciate the minister in that. And I appreciate the ones coming in. Sister Randisha. Yes, sir. So alaikum. So um, one thing that stood out to me is um, as Sister Farah brought up about that brown germ, um, I mentioned yesterday in the chat, you know, the Willie Lynch letter on how to make a slave. And if we go back to, you know, just history or whatever, it has always been to eliminate the brown germ, right? Put the black against the black, put the light against the light, always to make a lighter color. 
the minister say, stated that we are not to really look at color, right? Like he said, anything the white man does, he makes no apology. Like he's never apologetic about what he does. And we should study the white man. Um, and I think that that goes back, you know, to me having a white father. When I did meet my family, it was, um, you know, of course, I went with my hair wrap, et cetera. But it was, how do you feel about us? And it was, <laughs> I just know your history. Like, I just know who you are. It's no bad blood, right? You're my dad. You know, my mom created me. I love you, but I just eating fresh is really, really good. Like, um, I use it for my children. And it gives you, like he said, you don't want to raise your arms, right? Fly away. So, um, you know, support your own, support black businesses. As you stated, Brother Wesley, you know, he was there to talk about economics, but he delivered the message is I'm better than you. Right. Because we as Muslims and we as Christians, we as Buddhists, et cetera, et cetera. We think just because we have a little bit of knowledge sometimes is that we're better than one. No, we all can learn from each other. You know, I was having a talk with a sister the other day is that sometimes when I'm going through what I'm going through is not the Muslims that come to my aid. And I'm just being honest, like Sister Sandra said yesterday. And she wished that you could wrap it around the bow and put it outside the mosque. But it is the Jehovah Witness. It is my Buddhist friends. It is my Christian friends that do come to my rescue. So where is the brother and the sisterhood and where does it lie? If I'm not better than you and I actually see in myself what I want to see in you, then where are you when I need you sometimes? You get what I mean? So I think those were just a few points that stood out to me. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, my sister. And I appreciate you bringing up about the brown germ. Someone did ask a question about that in the chat about understanding the brown germ. Um, and I'll briefly add on to what the sister said as well, is that in the, the making of the white man, there was a grafting process that was taking place because Yakub noticed a brown germ within us that was able to be grafted out into his uh, lowest state, which would be the white uh, uh, hue that you see. Um, so that's just, uh, you know, understanding of what that brown germ is, is really coming out of ourselves and knowing that's our lower nature or that devil within self is that brown germ. So I'll touch on that as well. And anyone else that would like to comment on that, please do so. Uh, Sister Yolanda. Assalamu alaikum and happy Savior's Day. Alaikum salam. Happy Savior's Day to you as well. I would like to camel back off of uh, the spiritual dead part that the minister spoke of, and even in the origin of blackness, uh, he mentioned the Bible and the Holy Quran, not talking about a people in a cemetery being raised, but a people that you would hear the trumpet blown, but human beings on that lower spiritual plane will be, uh, what's the proper word, risen? arisen where the spiritually dead will be resurrected into a higher spiritual level uh, mindset maturity through hearing the word of the, the word from the bible and holy quran with its proper interpretation and understanding as a sister previously mentioned so it's that's uh something that is poses challenges when you're talking to uh, different people of walks of faith, they're actually thinking of the cemeteries, the breaking ground and out of the coffins of the physically dead. But the minister is not talking about the physical deadness. He's talking about the mental and the spiritual dead within us that's walking around. And 
on that plane right there, I think of the um the series The Walking Dead. It, it's not like we're gonna uh, go into this world or people just gonna come out of the cemetery looking like that, The Walking Dead. We are actually the walking dead right here on this earth living and existing right now. Not something coming from the graveyard because of that brown germ that was manifested out of us, showing us in our faces, hey, this is what you look like. This is the rebelliousness that you have in yourself, Yolanda, when you're looking at the people of color because we are the Asiatic black woman and man. They are the people of color. When you look at them and the nastiness and the connivingness and the backdooring and all of that, we have that in ourselves. But if we sit down and think, if I sit down and think about my actions when someone does something to me, I may fight fire with fire. But no, 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 no. Let's, let me not do that because then I go into the thought process. I don't know what that individual has experienced, whether they white, black, Asian, Spanish, Puerto Rico, whatever they are. We all on this earth existing and living are going through something. So let me not retaliate on the same energy level as what I'm receiving. Let me go to a higher plane, which brings me back to, again, the spiritual awakening within myself. But I can't go through that as brother Daniel maybe mentioned, you know, recognizing and accepting in myself, hey, I got some problems with some self-esteem in me. You know, I might feel funny about my nose or whatever have you. So if somebody makes a joke out of it, I might get offended. But when I recognize within myself, these are things that I struggle with, not no one else, but I struggle with then anything that comes apart may become offensive to me. So let me sit down and accept my own and be myself. And that goes comes with along with a process, process of auditing, process of going to the therapist, a process of just sitting with me and acknowledging me. But I can't grow until I come into an understanding of who I am. As a, And this is... I convey to anyone that I come in conversation with me, being in the nation of Islam is not a religion for me. As the minister mentioned in one of the lectures, religions have failed us. So therefore, this is a lifestyle for me. This is a lifestyle that I continue to grow in and coming on this power call every morning and learning something new about myself. But the hardest part that even I struggle with at times is putting it into practical application. The things that I hear on this power call, let me look inside of me, not just what's on the outside, but I got to look inside of me and see what's going on. And then I can scale back the layers. I become more peaceful. I become more okay with just being with me and studying, being around the believers. Those are not even believers, but that are interested, learning about how we operate and the things that we go through, listen to and communicate. Just being there, we all been hurt and disdained and whatever else from childhood traumas, traumas we don't even know we have. But nevertheless, as somebody, as I went through, uh, I think, I forget what the class was in the Church of Scientology, 
everybody has a need to feel needed. So we, you know, some of these women out here, oh, I don't need no man. I don't need to stop lying to yourself. Yes, you do. Everybody desires to be with someone. Unless you in the Catholic church and they doing the nuns and the fathers or whatever have you. But I feel like even within them, they still have a need because, for example, they wouldn't have all the cases with this mishandling of the children. But if that's what you choose to engage yourself in, then do it proper and just. If you're reading it on the Bible, go according to what the scripture says. So, you know, we all fall short, but it's that brushing my knees all, pop of my collar, straighten up my head, peace and tan, get up the next day and do this thing called life all over again. I never stop learning or I can never exhaust the wisdom and knowledge and understanding until the day Allah calls me back to him. So I pray that everyone has a magnificent blacktastic day. And happy Savior's Day again. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Thank you, my sister. All praise is due to Allah. Um, next, we have Brother Maximus. As-salamu alaykum, family. Um, what Alayna. stood out to me, and just like a lot of the other lectures, is how important it is to study and the knowledge. Because the way he was able to still correlate I am better than you with economics and um, knowing ourselves, and to reach people, I like the way he used the example of he was going to use the Bible to speak to the Christians, the Quran to speak to the Muslim. And whoever doesn't believe in either, he was going to use nature. Um, and that really stood out because especially in time like this, you have to know what you're talking about and, he, and able to fish for the people. And that's what stood out to me. Thank you. Awesome. Evening. Wa alaikum salam. All praises due to Allah. Yes, sir. Uh, Sister Randisha. Yes, sir. Um, to the family, I just wanted to clarify because I didn't make it public, right? I didn't make the statement public, so I do have to clarify is that when I said that, you know, that is not the Muslims that, you know, help me. I'm not talking about present tense. I'm talking about past tense because we do have a great um, admin team where the brothers and sisters definitely communicate with each other and I do communicate with other believers. So I just wanted to make sure that I did clarify, like, you know, this is not a pity party. This is just being real with a minister said, like you have to be transparent. And when you, um, and when you use the word, you know, the truth stands for everything. Like the truth eliminates everything. Like they said in the comments, you know, if you hurl truth at falsehood, it's going to knock out his brain. So it is what it is. Right. So, that's all I had to say, brother. All praises due to a lot. Thank you. All right, brother Will, come on now. Peace, family. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, first, I just wanted to say thank you to brother Wesley, brother Ben, for having the power call. I've been on it quite some time. I only have one point. Uh, you know, which was the what the minister was talking. The minister was talking about when he brought up the point. Of, of, uh, of being a person that does the works and not getting caught up on your titles. Uh, the reason why that stood out for me is because that's been one of the things that has been on my mind for quite some time now. Like I'd rather be a person that's known by my works and not by my title. No matter if I got a degree or this or that, that doesn't make me better than the next man. 
because the only thing that I did was applied myself to learn some knowledge to help me better myself and better my community. So that was one of the points that stood out for me. Um, I'll come back. I'm kind of nervous to be speaking on the power call, but uh, I just want to say thank you guys again. You're very welcome, brother. All praise is due to a lot. Everybody give a round of applause to Brother Will conquering that fear coming on up. He said he was going to do it. He made his word bond. He came on up. So salute to you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, brother Daniel, go ahead. Yes, sir. I do want to give claps to our dear brother and kudos for facing that difficulty, which is study guide number three and overcoming it. I was actually going to say that Everyone on this line is a manifestation and the emanation of the Supreme Being. Specifically, the perfect God that's present. So when we don't necessarily challenge that fear and say whatever it is that is in our heart and mind to say from the words of the Messiah, then I don't want to be mean, but we are thus robbing God. Because everybody on this line is God. And the scriptures ask, will a man or woman rob God? Yes. And tithes and offerings. I think this was mentioned yesterday. See, the word, and the minister spoke about this, is the greatest thing that we can receive. This is why he deal more with the mind and the soul than he did with money. Because once we get that mind, that heart, that soul right, money is going to be inconsequential. It's going to fall in our, in our plate like rain. So... I would just encourage everyone who believes they have something substantive to say and positive. And when I say positive, that don't mean you don't express some of the negative that's going on in us. Like our sister said, this is not a pity party, but we have to share some of the uh, manifestation of the brown germ, which is the negativity or the germ that was in us from the beginning that was used to bring out the Negro and Negress that we are. So I want to hear, I know that fellow believers want to hear what it is that Allah has to say to the fellow students because it helps us. I don't care how long we've been in the ranks. When the fresh perspective is given from a different angle, if the believer is open, he or she going to be helped. So I, I look forward to hearing that type of truth. I would just say to the brown germ, it's really in our lessons. Before we even come into the nation, we're asked two questions. Who is the original man? Who is the colored man? The original man is the nature in which we are created from the originator. And that colored man is that brown germ. And the answer is the colored man is, is the Caucasian white man or Yakub's grafted devil, the skunk of the planet earth. So anything in us that is not of truth and righteousness and anything of our behavior and our thinking that stinks, that's obnoxious to our nature, that's the brown germ. We all have it. We all have been made into it, but it is by Allah's active will so that we can destroy it in us. Thank you. Yes, sir. All praise is due to Allah. Give him that student enrollment, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Wash, you're up next. Uh, so how's it going, everybody? I was just uh, I'm listening. I'm I'm really I'm really a student right now. I'm I'm mostly ears than versus the mouth. 
Uh, one thing I would like to speak on is uh, being known by our by our works, not our title. Uh, like I, I think we all, well, I, I agree. I'd rather be known by my works and not my title. Um, but how do you deal with? I, I'm not, I can't be. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to try to be too formal. How do you deal with the backlash of doing the right thing, doing the right thing from the heart, and other people seeing it? And you getting uh and then like you getting you get neg you get negative you get negative you get negative energy from that. I don't want like I I don't know I don't know the correct words to use, but you get you get a negative feedback, you get a negative a negative vibe from doing the right thing. Like somebody think that you're trying to do that you it's like like people think that you're looking for an applaud or you or you're looking for attention, but truly nobody else is doing it. Let me do it. Like like how, how does that like what's the best way to deal with that? I mean, I mean, that's 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 what that's all I have to say. Can you uh, yes, can you give me an example? Uh, for example, if um, for example, if if I if if I go to a place where people need help, if I, if I go to a shelter and the shelter is 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 not it's not too clean, it's not too clean, and I say, you know what, I, I'm I'm gonna help out, and I help out, and I and I and I do and I do it from the heart. And you know the, the 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 residents they 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 appreciate me. A uh, majority of the staff they appreciate me. Uh, but certain individuals, are like a select few, a very very small select few, they see it and they take it the wrong way. They uh they take it the wrong way as as he he's looking for something or or he's or like they he's he's looking for he's looking for for some help somewhere or he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to make himself he's looking for attention he's trying to make himself known. Uh, how do you deal with that? Because you, you can't, can't stop doing the right thing because of what other people think. But me, I find myself slipping into a germ or the dark germ or the, uh, what I'm gonna say, the negativity. I slip into the negativity of that, and and I and I, I react versus responding in the correct way. Yeah. So that's the best I got. What I what I heard you say, something that stood out to me was um, a very select few. And so there was a brother, uh, uh, there was a brother, brother billionaire PA, who said, uh, we spend too much time trying to, trying to prove certain people wrong when we should just put our focus on proving the people right who already believed in us. So based on what you told me, there's a very select few people who got something to say what about all of the homeless people or how, how all of the people that's benefiting from the good that you do? It's this is actually more people that would appreciate it. It's more people that love what you do versus the few that don't like what you do. So I, I, I think, uh, and, and I get it. It's kind of like when you got comments and the, the one negative comment, that's the one that, you know, that stands out and, and, and hits us. But over time, we got to start to think, why does that bother me? Because that's not going to stop. It's no, it's no fix to somebody finding something to do. You know, uh, there's a song. It says, who the F are you, man? Even Jesus had a Judas. Hey, man, what did he do? He was saving people, helping people, raising them up. And somebody still had a problem. So we're not exempt from that because we got a good heart or because we got good will or because we want to do something positive you know and, and and i know you may be new but the 
But the minister said, you know, opposition is ordained. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, whenever you want to do something, you you pretty much, like a better word, be tried to see if that's what you really want to do. So just rise above that. That's they they going to always have something to say. You can ask for no money. You can give for free. You can do it for years at a time to where you know your intentions is clear. But somebody's going to always try to find something. And what I now this is. What I've also found is people find joy in being a troll too. Like that, that is that that is a thing where people create fake profiles. And I know you're talking about it in person, but if somebody's doing it online, they will they they that's just their mentality. They would do it in person if nobody knew who they were. So that's just the mindset that they have. So there are some people who want to get under people's skin like that. They get up to say, "Man, I'm finna be entertained today. I'm finna see who I can get under." So um, if it's a very select few, just rise above that into the thinking of God and know that there's a 5%. So the 5% we are taught is that poor righteous teacher, you know, and not poor in money, but poor because he's poor in number. That's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said. So he's striving to save the people. He's striving to help the people. She's striving to do this work. And then you have a 10%. 10%, oh man, that's the that's the blood sucker of the poor. That's the one who don't want the 85% to understand the reality of God. And then the 85% are those poison animal eaters who are made dumb, deaf, and blind. They easily led in the wrong direction, hard to lead in the right direction. That's 85% of them. So you got to come in the game knowing that, man, 85% of them, man, they, man, they dumb, deaf, and blind anyway. It's my mission to come save them. So I'm going to end it with this. Our people in our condition, we've been made that way. Yesterday, the minister said we have been trained to think that way about each other. Think that we are inferior. Think that we got a bad purpose. Think that we got a bad intent. And whatever's white is right. Right? So if I'm coming to the doctor, Brother Matter broke this down one time. If I'm, if I'm a doctor and my patient throws up, I'm not going to be surprised and say, oh, my goodness, he threw up everywhere. What's going on? As a doctor, I'm expecting that because I know who I'm dealing with. You see what I'm saying? So you got to come from that mindset. If you're going to be a doctor, you're trying to help people, you're trying to heal people, you have to expect sick behavior from sick people. And over time, they'll come and, 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 and then... There's a there's a quote. I think Brother Malcolm said this. He said, you don't be so quick to condemn those who don't know what you know, because there was a time basically when you didn't know what you know. So in other words, that was a time period where you probably would have act that way, too. You probably thought something about somebody when you was a little bit younger. You know, we had a certain mindset when we, we was a little bit longer. So over time, we grew. Over time, we became more mature. Over time, we became more intelligent, more smart. And we just got to give them that time as well. Certain people got a certain background where their own mothers and fathers did something bad to them. So I'm sure we're not finna trust you. Some people got best friends. Some people got wives and husbands where they done killed their cousins or killed their brother or robbed them. And they put all they trust in this person. And this person was willing to go to the extreme. So, of course, when somebody's doing something, in my, the first thought in my mind now, oh, he's a snake. Why he's doing it? Who would do this for free? What are you trying to get? Because they've dealt with that before. I know in prison, they say, shoot, they'll give you something. They'll do something for you really for the purpose of getting something on the back end so that they can say that you owe me something. So that's a mindset that we grew up under in the hood all the time. People giving just to get. 
So just understand that, and, and, and the more you realize who we who you who you dealing with, you you will see that you just by you you doing this and you thinking this way by circumstance, but that's not who they are by nature. It's just the circumstances they've been put in and the environment that they've been put in that causes them to react that way. So hopefully that helps. All right, uh, who's next? Let me see. Oh, brother Wesley's next. Assalamualaikum. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me get it right. Don't be in a hurry to condemn because he doesn't do. What you do or think as you think or as fast. There was a time when you didn't know what you know today. That's the exact quote. Yes, sir. All praise is due to Allah. I, I'm glad you brought that uh, question up, brother, because I've, de I've dealt with that as well. Um, having people have something, they're going to find something to say. And I just to add on or to, to camel back on what brother Ben is saying, the best response is to keep doing what you know is right. Because it, there's always going to be someone to say something. But if you stop doing it because one person doesn't like it, you almost are making them right. Oh, yeah, maybe he was doing it with a selfish motive because he stopped doing it when I said something. But if you keep on doing it, that shows and bears witness that this is what you're doing out of heart for love. And that's how you for me, that's why it works for me. Just keep on doing what's right, because at the end of the day, you're going to end up uh, harboring negativity within yourself because, you know, that's what you should be doing. And then you start resenting yourself. And that just is a downward spiral. So I just wanted to add on that as well too, brother Ben. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. And y'all know there's a, you know, in the Quran, I was trying to, uh, trying to find it, but, uh, you know, it talks about that heart, you know, their hearts, some people's hearts have been hardened. No matter what you tell them, even reveal to them, they still going to find a way not to believe it. They still going to find a way to, oh, well, it, 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 let me find some of this. They're going to move, they're going to keep on moving the goalposts. So this is why. You know, we only worship and seek refuge in Allah. Because if we keep, if we strive to please human beings, there's always going to be some human beings that are dissatisfied, that are displeased, no matter what we do, no matter what we say. So in reality, if we try to do something to make sure I want to do this so good that everybody accepts it, that everybody's agreed, we're going to we setting ourselves up for failure when we come in with that mindset. And that can happen, especially when you're really trying to do good. Man, I didn't ask for nothing, man. I'm just you want people to at least it's not that you want somebody. Hey, man, at least appreciate what I'm doing. And then when somebody opposed that. Oh, man, that hurts sometimes, especially when you're really doing it out of heart. But then at the, uh, 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 again, if I'm if I'm coming in expecting everybody to appreciate it, I'm setting myself for disappointment because that's never going to happen where everybody appreciate it. What I've come to find out, even people that are speak out of their mouth, how much they appreciate it, really don't appreciate it all the way. And in, in, in the moment you don't do it the way that they expected you to do it, they are damn near. I like they forgot what they said. <laughs> they are, they are, you know, so you can't even take that all away. And that's why I always said coming up, growing up, blowing up, whatever. When people say, oh, I love you, brother. Ben, oh, I just praise be to Allah. 
I already got a hard time saying I love you back. So, I, you know, if y'all ever say I love you, Brother Ben, and you don't hear me say it back, don't take it back. <laughs> but but people, I already know, man, if I, you can say, oh, I love that brother. Oh, I, love. I do some one thing you even perceive. You don't even check. You don't call and check. You perceive it's wrong. Oh, forget that nigga. I always knew that nigga. He was trying to. Yep. They are turn overnight. So you can't even take the praise. That's why he say, man, get a praise where it belongs. Don't never take this personal. The same people that will call you their brother today will be talking about you tomorrow. It's just the reality of it. It's a hard, hard, tough reality. But you, when you, if you prepare yourself now for that, you don't even, you don't even take nothing good or bad. Don't take it personal. All praise due to Allah. It, it kind of really protects your spirit. Cause then if you don't, if you don't, you, you see a brother who you really thought, oh, I, I just knew he would. And then he do something, oh, it'll crush. Damn, I never thought he'd be like that. But if you already had in your mind, hey man, all praise is due to a lot. It ain't me anyway. I'm just a vessel. It ain't really me. Y'all don't, y'all ain't really attracted to brother Ben. You may think I'm handsome and, oh, I like the way he talk. He, hey, you know, he humorous. But the word that's really raising y'all up, that's from God. That ain't, man, that ain't got nothing to do with me. So I can't even take it personal to think that you really love me unless y'all don't call me, checked on me, for real, for real, checked on me. Not just, hey, brother, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Okay, well, no. So y'all don't really know me anyway. The minister says that I, the minister say, man, the people around him, man, y'all don't really know, y'all don't know me, you know? So don't, don't even take the praise, man. Give all praise to Allah. All right, let's go. We got uh, Brother Charles. Assalamu alaikum, brother Ben. Waalaikumsalam. Yeah, uh, us as black people, I have dealt, I have dealt with things like that. As far as with the brother saying, when, when we always trying to, we trying to change and better ourselves, is is always somebody there saying you, you're doing this or you're, you're chasing clout. But I didn't, I didn't came to the terms, man. Where, like we in this following world, so I didn't came to the terms where, man. I'm just going to follow the minister. I'm going to follow the teachings. Because when I was following everybody else or doing stuff with everybody else, they was going to send me to the grave quicker than anything else. So, uh, and uh, rising above emotions to the thinking of a God, that's, that's the most powerful thing I ever heard in my life. So right now, I don't even, my mother or father or people close to me can't even try to pull me back in. And I, for all praises due to Allah, I thank uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan for these teachings, brother. Thank you. As-salamu alaykum. Well, as And then we're going to end the power call off with Brother Will. Peace, family. Peace, family. Hey, I just wanted to give another uh, comment back to Brother Walsh uh, because I felt exactly what he was talking about but i wanted to just bring up what the minister was talking about yesterday when he was talking about the serpent of self because i know brother walsh put in the, the comments that it was the responding negatively when people do come and they say uh something bad about some of the works that we've done to help out so i just want to encourage you brother like sometimes man when that's happening don't give it to the serpent of self because the serpent of self will say something along the lines of see i knew i shouldn't done it anyway oh nah i just won't help out no more i just won't do this anymore no you can't be like that brother 
You have to keep growing. You have to stay focused. I think a good message to listen to is the the title, How to Handle Critics When They Come, uh, the replayers and the power call and the app. But Brother Walsh, I just wanted to say, man, stay focused. You're on a the right path. Keep getting the word in you because when the truth is presented, all falsehood has to go away. So I just wanted to say that, brother. I, I love when you were sharing. Thank you so much. And y'all be blessed. Peace. Yes, indeed. Great point. We definitely did just go over how to handle critics when they come. The replay is in www.thepowercall.net. Well, that's it for the week, man. This has been a powerful week, man. Some powerful lectures, some lectures I haven't seen. And, uh, man, I'll see you guys on Monday, inshallah. And remember, man, uh, if you've been working for somebody else all weekend, I mean all week, and you really don't want to be on that job, Ain't no need to go to no party tonight. Ain't, ain't yeah, ain't no need to go to the to the to the to the cliff club tonight. Ain't no need to go to the hole in the wall tonight. Ain't no need to go to Club GG's on listen, tomorrow ain't no listen, put the work in. Cause you ain't got no time during the week. I remember, and I'm saying this because I man, that was me. I used to work from twelve. I used to work from Man, it was 12 hours. I don't even remember my times. It was so long. It was 12 hours in a day. And, uh, I, man, I just felt myself suffocating, man. I just like, man, I couldn't really be creative and do what I really wanted to do. So if you, have, if you, don't have, if you haven't had time to build whatever you wanted to build, man, on them weekends, man, take advantage of it. Take, it, take advantage of it, man. Spend that time. And if you ain't got no children... Ooh, you're in a blessed position. Not saying that you're not blessed if you got your what I mean by that is you can be up to four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? You can, you can, you got time. You don't have as many responsibilities, especially if you single. Oh, if you single, ooh, you should be making, you should be moving at rapid speeds. You ain't got nobody to tell you to go to sleep. You ain't got nobody to tell you to get up. You ain't got nobody to, yeah, you man, yeah, this is this is your time to really put it into yourself to be prepared for that. Cause there is going to be a demand. So just want to encourage y'all and remind y'all of that, man. If it's, if it's watching 50 YouTube videos, if you ain't got no money to buy no course, if it means I got, I'm finna watch 50 YouTube videos about this one subject I really want to get, do it this weekend. So, so cause time man, time is creeping up. Man, I had a cramp yesterday. Oh my goodness. I said, where is this coming from? It, I mean, it was all down my back. It came out. I said, Ooh, they say, well, that age is creeping. I got to start stretching more. So time is flying, man. Oh man. Time is flying. So yeah, yeah. Ain't, yeah I don't, I just don't want y'all to be 50, 60 saying, man, I sure wish I would have executed on this. I sure wish I would have started studying this. And so my thing is, let's go ahead and get it out the way now so you can develop a system. So in five years, 10 years, we can be really free. In the beginning stages, like a baby, you got to be there. You got to, you got to, you know, the mother got to nurse him. She got to get up in the morning. She got him every, you know. So there's, you know, there's a time where, oh, it's, it's, it's constantly being with them. 
But once they get 12, you know, maybe eight, you know, 10, now you can kind of start to relax a little bit. But if we keep waiting and we don't just go ahead and put the energy so we can grow the baby the business or invest in whatever you're doing up, we're going to always be working and working and working. And we're going to be talking about, boy, we sure want some good homes, friendship of all walks of life. Well, that's on condition that we submit to something, right? So even, even the project Exodus that the minister gave us, he said, get 100 customers, he ain't tell us to be no poor paper boys now. He said, go in with the paper for the purpose of being able to bring another product. See, that's what he said. He said, the messenger, you of course, Don of Elijah Muhammad, but he said, how you said back in the day, the messenger put us in the suits and bow ties so that he can make us business people. Don't forget that now. And and our savior has arrived. He said, get creative mind, get a get a business mind is what he's saying that our savior has arrived. So if we want to be able to be free enough to do this work even more, we got to we got to build something at least or invest in it or however you do it so that you can free up your time to give more time to making videos, podcasts, books, and all the great stuff y'all got in y'all head that you would like to do. That's, that's the type of stuff that you could be doing. Um, on those weekends, man. And I know some of y'all work a job that's going to let you out on Christmas break and all that. And uh, yeah, you ain't celebrating Christmas, right? Right? You ain't, yeah, you ain't putting your tree up, right? Y'all ain't doing that. So you should have a little time, you know, have a good week to go ahead and and, and, and invest in yourself. And listen, as I, as I close with that, it ain't going to be no easy thing, man. This is, this is, this is difficult. It's, it's time you got to put in, but the reward is good. I mean, the reward feels good, but you are going to have to study. You're going to have to learn a lot of stuff you're not aware of. You're going to have to learn how to hire. You're going to have to learn how to, you know, let let, let certain uh, tasks go that you're used to doing. So it's it's a learning process, but uh, doing for self, man, is rewarding. And it, and it adds on to our mission because, um, you know, in Mo- Moses and, and, and Pharaoh, we read about that story where, you know, when Moses was trying to tell the people, hey, man, this is your real guy right here. And he's trying to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Pharaoh pretty much took away a, a tool or the straws that made it easier for them to make the bricks. But they had to make the bricks at the same amount of time that they had, even if they had the straws, which means they were so focused on the work. They were so working, 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 working that they couldn't they didn't even have time to listen to Moses and listen to what he was trying to tell them about Pharaoh. Listen to what he was trying to tell him about, you know, the God. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, make sure today is Friday now, 730 tonight. Go to www.noistudygroup.com if you would like to attend your local Muhammad Master Study Group. Again, don't be don't be afraid. We're not going to bite. You know, you, you don't got to join if you're not ready. Uh, just don't come with no guns, no weapons, no weed and all that. You're going to be asked to leave it in the car. There is a search procedure, okay? You ain't in prison enough. We just want to make sure that everybody in the mosque, everybody in the study group can listen and study in peace, knowing nobody in there has a weapon to do something. So that's the only thing you need to be aware of before you go. But, man, I would love for you guys to be my guest. So go to www.noistudygroup.com if you have not, if you're not registered and uh, um you would like to visit your local Muhammad Miles. Hurry up and get it in so that we can reach out to you, find out where you're at, and get you your location. So thank y'all for listening. Y'all have a blacktastic weekend. Assalamu alaikum. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben.
Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.